what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Text messaging has become the preferred way for many people to communicate. So in this episode, the brothers discuss the pros and cons of various messaging services. What's SMS, MMS, iMessage, WhatsApp, and Messenger? We have you covered. But most importantly, we answer the question that we know has been keeping you up at night. What is the difference between the blue and green message bubbles? All this on Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Alan Jackson with you here, my brother across the screen from me, Brian Jackson, my brother in tech. How are you doing, Brian? Wonderful, Alan. I am doing wonderful. And you? Excited? Yeah, yeah I'm doing excited. I'm d- I am. Yeah. This, is, this is a topic I'm thrilled to be discussing. <laughs> Well, you actually said that as if you believed it, right? Or yeah, you, I try, did. I put enough emotion in there. I don't know. I don't feel like no. I did. Maybe, but uh, I, I, uh, I felt it. We're going to talk about messaging, and by that meaning, I guess people may consider it text messaging, texting. You know how you, how you do that kind of uh, message chatting, and what apps you use, and, and ways that those are handled. Um, I'm not a huge texter. Yeah. I'm not a big messages guy. I'm. Uh, it's not that I don't use them. It's just, uh, it's not my preferred method for communication a lot of times. Uh, but that being said, I know that I am in the minority and a lot of people do use texting now as a primary way of communications. Uh, anybody with a mobile device is pretty much doing some form of messaging, uh, through one app or another. Uh, Brian, how would you evaluate your, your messaging prowess? (sighs) Prowess, I would not use that term. Um, yeah. Well, I do, I do text a lot. Uh, I'm someone that that's usually my go-to. I can't remember the last time I'd have just picked up and called someone if I just had a quick question. I think uh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I will say in return, I can verify that Alan does not text much because it's usually about, I'm thinking our average is about five days and within a response to my text. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, and I know you're not going to answer the phone if I called, so I'm not even going to try yeah, that and waste my time. I think the, the general theme we're getting to is that I typically am hard to communicate with <laughs> in any format, in any vehicle. So, and that's, that's normally pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's probably the case, but I will say um, my, most of my, communications uh, are via email and messages. So I'd say I'm maybe in the previous generation of messaging where I still believe in email. I still send a lot of emails. Email is where I do, you know, 75% of the communications, uh, private communications, personal communications are on text. I have not moved to a lot of these other solutions, these other apps that we may kind of give a a little bit of uh, love to today. Um, but I know they're they're big, and I think it's helpful for people to to know uh, the difference between them. So, uh, well, so I think this could be helpful. 
And the biggest thing we're going to do in this episode, Brian, I think it's just going to go ahead and sell people on the idea of listening right away. We're going to answer that age old question that everybody has. Everybody that's on an iPhone doing messaging has this question. Why are some dots green and why are some bubbles blue? Mm, And we're going to answer that for everybody. Okay. So, so if you're curious, if you're one of those iPhone users and you do your texting, you're doing your messaging and you see green bubbles and blue bubbles, we're going to help you understand that and talk about messaging in general. So let's go ahead and get on into it, Brian. Let's start at the basics here if we can, just to kind of get everybody on the same page here. Uh, When we talk about messaging, when we talk about actual, uh, what you traditionally think of as original text messaging, uh, that was a format called SMS. Do you you know what SMS stands for, Brian? I believe I do. It's the simple messaging service or? Sure. That sounds good. Yeah. Short. Sorry, short. I just looked at it. It's short message service. Short message service. Yes. Okay. You're right. That's that's exactly okay. right. I was just quoting <laughs> Um And SMS, I mean, it served its purpose for many, many years uh, as kind of being the foundation of how people got started with the idea of sending uh, text messages to one another. So think about us when we first started getting into really using our cell phones and we got to the point where we could actually start typing out text messages to another cell phone user. That was over SMS. It's called short because it was limited. I mean, it only lets you have a certain number of characters and it would just send text. So that's the idea of that. This is when we used to get started using text messaging. It was just, hey, where are you? And, you know, uh, quick little messages or questions back and forth that we could do over SMS. Well, and they were they were short also, Ellen, I'm pretty sure, because no one ever tested the limits of them. It was so hard to send a text. Well, that's true. <laughs> three, 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 three two, 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 number buttons yes. uh, three times yep. over. Uh, plus, your screens back your on those screen phones were pretty small anyway, right. so there wasn't really a whole lot of point in doing some big, long messages. Of course, over time, uh, phones got a little more full-featured. You got a little more space, a little more flexibility with your messaging. Um I hate to kind of make it sound like, I mean, and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I hate to make it sound like Apple kind of revolutionized messaging because I I know messaging was making evolutions before the iPhone came around. However, I still feel like the iPhone made the messaging, the idea of text messaging so much more ubiquitous with people than we'd ever seen it. Yeah. Because what they did is they stripped out this idea of that. It just has to be these little short uh, character messages and you could have longer messages and you could start to send files and photos and other little things to each other. And it was so easy to share things from your phone through a messaging service. So it really just became a, uh, it, it really got exciting as a yeah. format as yeah. far as using it for communication at that. It went from a utilitarian, this is just a basic thing I have to do if I need to send somebody a quick question or try to get their attention to we can actually have dialogue and conversations right. over right. texting, which we really couldn't do before. Is yep. that fair to fair to say I, the same way? Yeah, and I mean, I, well, I think we know that that uh, I would say Apple, as as usual, they they weren't the first people to do this, but they were the ones I feel like really perfected it and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, we we see what people are doing. We're going to now show you." how this industry can change. And it really did. I mean, the moment yeah. they started opening up the uh, their own version of this, which we'll get to in just a second, 
it allowed so many things to happen that uh, it no longer is just, as you said, me sharing an ETA with you and that's it, right? It is now we can have a conversation, we can share an image, I can respond even quicker now because of reactions and things like that. There's just lots of lots of things that can happen now that's made this um, this form of communication uh, really, really popular, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, now, so that's SMS, yeah, Alan. Right. So yeah. SMS, one important note about SMS, uh, and I know we're going to get to this in a minute when we're comparing, but that is something that can happen strictly over cellular uh, connections, right? You do not True. have to have cellular. data whatsoever. There's zero data needed for SMS. That's right. So even in the lowest form of cellular connections on your phone, if there's absolutely no data being transmitted over those cell phone plans, you can still send an SMS message. Right. Because it's using some of the same kind of protocol that, you know, like when you're um, punching in numbers on a phone call uh, to communicate with, you know, push one for whatever, push two for whatever. That's using some of the same kind of basic core level protocol to send these text messages. So right. that's why you can do it without it using your data plan or any data attached to your phone whatsoever. Um, now, the formats that we're getting into there by using now uh, kind of boils down to one of two camps, you know, and this, that is the big distinction is that now we're into formats that do start to use your data or do Correct. need required data to transmit information. Uh, Apple started with their own kind of, I want to say proprietary, but yet, you know, they have done some opening of it over the years, but it's still pretty much their technology, their, their protocol, which is iMessage. This yep. idea of um, their chat, their text messaging is based on the model of iMessages. So uh, a, somebody sending a message from an iPhone originally to another iPhone, they are sending a iMessage to one another. Um, now, outside of the Apple platform, you know, they've also evolved to where it used to be just SMS, like we mentioned. Now they've moved to MMS, mm -hmm. which is more uh, media, correct? Media messaging? Multimedia message service, yes. Mm, multimedia messaging. Should correct. be MMS then. Well, yeah. Multimedia is one word though, so. Is it? Yeah, unless, okay. you, unless you're, well, it depends on how you're suggesting, right? Multimedia as a well, area, which would, what you, which is the industry you're in, by the way. Is the industry you're actually in. So I, I, I shudder to think what your business card says, <laughs> how it's spelled, well, but anyway. They will be revised shortly. Um, <laughs> um, so MMS. MMS, yes. That's basically where SMS has evolved to, to now allow you to send photographs yes. and longer messages and even video clips and files. So, all right. So when we get right down to it, if you're, out, if you're on an Apple device, you're using iMessage yep. uh, natively by default, unless you have it turned off. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But by default, you're using iMessage. If you're not on an Apple device, if you're on an Android or uh, any other type of mobile device, you're using basically MMS or SMS at yep. its core. But by default these days, mm -hmm. it's all MMS. So right. the idea is that you can still send a photo to somebody and they can send a photo to you. It's using a multimedia messaging service to do so. Yep. And it is using uh -huh. data. So that's right. So the if I, multimedia is using data, just like iMessage is using data. Correct. So right. just as an example, if I am on a Android phone 
and I do not have data accessible for wherever I am, right? I'm on the lowest level of kind of uh, network to where I have cell service, but no data. Okay. Then the, then the images I try to send will not go through. The text messages should, should be able to go through although slow. Um, But yes, so you've got MMS and iMessage that are both using data, but they're different protocols. They are different, uh, uh, different structures. Yep. So in describing those two platforms, that's where we get to the conundrum I mentioned earlier about the different colored bubbles if you're on an iPhone. Yep. Uh, by default, like I said, iPhones are trying to send their messages as iMessages. And if you send it to another iPhone user that still has iMessage turned on, then when you send them a message, it's a blue bubble. Blue is the idea that you're talking to somebody else that is also on an iMessage platform. So you have all the uh, opportunities and advantages of iMessages uh, between the two. But you're not limited in only talking to people on an, another iMessage device. You can send a message to someone as long as you have their cell phone number or I guess email address could also link to it as well. Right. Uh, you can still send them a message, but if they're not on a Apple I, iOS device, then when you send them the message, your message will be green and the responses you get back are green. So that's what the green and blue mean. Blue yep. means you're talking to another iOS iPhone, iPad, Mac user over the iMessage platform. Green is I'm talking to someone over the SMS, MMS protocol. Um, again, in most cases, it doesn't really change right. your conversation much at all. I mean, the core basics are the same. Text will go over just fine. Anything you write out will go over fine. And photos uh, over to someone on MMS will translate over fine. Uh, where there's differences is basically where each of these platforms may have some little uh, features and, and benefits and, and and tools on them that are very unique to their platform. So, Brian, like on an, on an iMessage, what are some things that are maybe a little more unique for iMessage, very specific, that may not translate over or may not be available on the MMS side? Well, so one of the things that I really like um, is the fact that when you're sending an iMessage to someone and you send that message out, you then get the, the little notice in the bottom right that says either it's been delivered yeah. or it's been read. And then also if they start typing back, you can get the three little dots on their side that says, hey, they're in the midst of typing. Now, when this first came out, I thought, okay, that's really cool, but that's really annoying as well, right? I don't want someone knowing that I'm getting ready to type back, right? And then you oftentimes will see the three dots and then they go away. The three dots, yeah. they go away. And you know, that person's really trying to decide, do I want to talk to you or not? <laughs> but I will tell you where it really becomes helpful. And Alan, you wouldn't know this because you rarely ever text, but if you're actually communicating back and forth with someone and you send them a message and you've got another thought that you want to send them another message, but you see the three dots, you know to wait. Wait for them to respond to your last message before you send them True. another one. Yes. Because all of a sudden you get this, you know, I've sent two messages to you on two different ideas and you're trying to respond to the first one still. So mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the things that you can actually see the engagement that's happening from the other side. It is it is actually really helpful if you've sent a text to someone you haven't heard back from them, like me sending messages to you, uh, which mm-hmm. often happens. But if I see that it's been delivered but not read, 
then that means that, yes, it went to your phone, but you haven't looked at messages yet. So I'm okay knowing that I'm going to wait. But if I see that you read it and I ask you purposely to respond to me very quickly and you haven't done it, then I'm just going to get a little pissed off. Right. And I know that I'm going to have to annoy you one more time. So who would pull that kind of junk? That's ridiculous. So I think the, the fact that you can see the engagement from the other side and you won't see that from a green bubble person, you won't see that when you're sending it um, over SMS. So, so that's one thing I think is, is super helpful. Um, uh, to be able well, to go I'll tell you one other phone. thing that one other thing Apple added into iMessaging, which you know different messaging protocols and programs we're going to mention list off in a little bit, have some of these features as well. But as far as Apple integrating this into their iMessage platform from kind of early on, and it's held uh, there's end-to-end encryption built into their messages, which is nice. Now again, there's going to be some other texting services we're going to talk about that have a lot of encryption or very secure as well. Um, the biggest thing for me, I think the iMessage platform provides that's really nice is because you can have it synced with iCloud. If you are an iCloud user and you have multiple Apple devices, let's say you have a phone and a computer, your messages can be really nicely synced between your various iCloud devices. So if you sent a message to someone, they responded back. That conversation is now showing up also on your computer or on your iPad if you were to flip to a different device. So again, just a couple of nice things about, you know, some things that you don't gain if you're doing uh, messaging to a non-iMessage user. You don't get all those same benefits and right. qualities from that. So, and I mean, talk about kind of some of the, I think, a little more silly things, but some people like them, the little more of the animated emojis or the uh, exploding confetti when you type in congratulations, little, little fun, little things that, you know, are in the iMessages that will not translate over right. to a green bubble, uh, SMS, MMS person. Right. Um, right. they're obviously Apple wants everybody using iMessaging. That's kind of the way businesses work. They want you using their, their platform as much as possible. So they are adding in a few things that are very unique to other iMessage users with hopes that people start to say, oh, I want the exploding confetti on my phone. Yep. So then encourages them to also look at an iPhone in the future. So, yeah. Alan, what does it, um, what does it do on someone's phone if I try to send an exploding confetti from an iPhone? I've to actually a- seen that before. And either, I can't remember, it's one of two things. Either it has like little, like it like does like brackets and kind of has a quick little description, like congratulations, you know animation or something is okay. what it says, yep. you know, or it doesn't do anything. Okay. So I, I'm, it's one of the two. Um, I think it tries to at least get across the idea that something was done that you're not able to see. Um, but I can't remember exactly yep. what it says yep. description wise or anything. So I know that if I were to try to like, you know, thumbs up a message that came in to respond that way to someone that is on a green bubble, green bubble person, right. I'm pretty sure that just comes back as text to them. Right. Brian, Brian thumbs up your, your message or something like that. So, so really it's a lot of the little reactions and emojis and animations and other things that aren't, are not going to translate over to a green bubble user, a SMS, MMS and vice versa. I mean, it's like, I I don't think, uh, if you're using an app, um, on the Android side, and you have capabilities of doing little animations or stickers on there, and you try to send it to a iPhone user, it, it's not it's not going to show up in their messages app either. So yeah. it's a it is a two way thing. 
I don't want to make it sound like iMessage is the only one that's doing fun little creative thing with messages. Other apps we're going to talk about do as well. Yep. It's just know that you are talking about two different messaging platforms. Right. They can talk to each other. They can share text. They can share photos. They can share links. But when it starts to get to some of these very unique features for each platform, they're just not going to, they're not going to translate the same across those two messaging platforms. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think let's, Alan, you and I do something that I know is very tough for us to do. And we are very much Mac centric people, uh, Apple centric mm-hmm. with our technology, but there is a, we've, we've explained plenty of benefits for iMessage, right? If you've got somebody else that has an iPhone, there's lots of things you can do and lots of additional features, but let's really quickly also say that why is it that, you know, uh, Android has not just developed their own protocol for these things. And it's because there's lots of different, you know, phones using Android. There's lot, or lots of type of Androids. There's Windows. They're actually the ones playing nicely in the sandbox with everybody. And they stuck no, with they the are. protocol that everybody can use. Uh, iPhone got, a, I mean, uh, the Apple got a lot of flack early on mm-hmm. by going to iMessage and creating their own protocol that didn't play nicely with everybody else. Um, You can see why they did it. They'd rather just own the whole process. Um, But yet you can also see that uh, on the other side, why they're trying to stay with SMS and MMS because it's useful across all phones. And that just makes it ubiquitous. So, No, there are times I, 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 and we're going to talk about a couple of the apps that are the more general SMS, MMS apps that are pretty popular right now. And there are times, you know, I've, I've, it'd be nicer if the Apple platform was as universally open as it could be. It's yep. gotten better. It has gotten better. I think it's a lot, I think early on with the iPhone. Yeah. There were times that you couldn't always get a message to go through to a non iMessage user very reliably. There would be a lot of errors. There would be issues sending them things. I don't see as many of those anymore. I really don't. I, I don't see any issues. I just remember not to use reactions or not use any, yeah, any frilly things on my messages if I'm talking to somebody who's not on there. But I do, there are parts of me that wishes that we could all be on a universal standard and not have to worry about any differences in messaging between any of us. Um, there's ways to do that. It would just mean shutting off your iMessage on your iPhone. So I did want to mention that for a second, Brian, because mm-hmm. somebody may be saying, well, it's a, I've got an iPhone, but what if I don't want to use iMessage? I want to do everything as SMS so I can be completely universal with all my friends or people I talk to and not worry about it. You can actually, in your settings on your phone, turn off iMessage. And by doing so, it's going to push everything out as SMS, MMS messages. Um, there is also an option that it should be on by default to say that if iMessage is not available, automatically roll to SMS or MMS So that means that basically you're saying, look, I'm a, you know, the default is iMessage to somebody who's an iMessage user. But if they're not an iMessage user, then it's okay for me to use SMS to send this message. Uh, It does it automatically. You don't have to tell it one way or another if you need to switch or not. But if you do decide you just don't really want to use iMessage, you want to keep everything as transparent and universal with everybody else in the world as you can. You can turn off the iMessage option and everything you send out from that point on will be SMS compatible with anybody on an SMS uh, app anywhere. Yep. So, yep. You do lose some of the benefits of the iMessage, but you know, you gain the complete openness with everybody else. So, right. Um, 
So Brian, what's um, what are some of we 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 hinted at? You know, there's a couple of apps that are SMS apps or MMS apps that are pretty pretty popular and a lot of people use right now. So what what are a couple of those? Well, I'm not well. I'm I'm not quite sure they're SMS or MMS apps. Uh, I could be wrong with that. I think they're all they're they're data driven apps. But I um, but I know like one of the most popular ones that people are using is WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is a. Uh, it's actually been I think bought by Facebook recently, Alan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but WhatsApp's kind of this uh, additional messaging application that a lot of people are using. Uh, has a has a lot of international users. Um, has a lot of features in there that allow you to to send some basic images. Be able to also kind of build a. Uh, a voice chat with someone or a video chat with someone. Um, so I think that WhatsApp is one that's been around quite a while. It's got a lot of publicity. I think there's, what did I read? Yeah. 2 billion users, something like that. Yeah. 2 billion users, big international and you're right. right. It's, they're, they're using their own texting per- protocol as opposed to SMS yeah. or MMS. So yeah. uh, my fault on that. Yeah. I was thinking that they also would just incorporate it off of that backbone, but they really no. don't No, They're very much like iMessage and that they're saying uh, it is our own chat messaging protocol. The difference is, is that no matter what type of device you have, you can get Correct. an app and get an account for WhatsApp Correct. And communicate. Yep. So there again, uh, I have had some people I've chatted with or had to have communications with in other countries. And that has been the preferred method that they've had for yep. communicating just because they say, you know, when you go across some different countries, sometimes different protocols may work different ways. This is one that is pretty ubiquitous across a lot of different countries. Right. So if you needed to have that international conversation or you just wanted to make absolutely sure everybody was getting the same kind of messaging, then WhatsApp is a really good good app for yeah, that. Yeah, just and, keep uh, in mind, it, it, given that it's not using SMS and MMS, it is data-driven, right? Data so driven. you're really talking about something where, just like with iMessage, you don't get you don't get to use this if you don't have a network connection, a data connection, right? So yeah. if you're if you're out and about in the in the middle of nowhere and you only have such a small uh, cell connection. WhatsApp's not going to work either. Um, and, and none of these will, right? Facebook Messenger right. is another one. People are sending a lot of messages through Messenger now. Um, but, you know, and you before the show, in our in our extensive preparation for the show, Alan, um, <laughs> you mentioned something I really hadn't thought much about, which is, well, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, they really, I mean, they're both owned by Facebook and they both kind of do the same thing, right? They're communicating, they're having a way of messaging each other, sending files, but the difference is that you're right. Messenger is really built off of the Facebook platform, meaning you can connect with all the people that you connect with on Facebook. Whereas WhatsApp, yeah. the moment you install it, it says, would you like to check your contacts to see who happens to be on WhatsApp right now? And it's really looking at phone numbers, your phone numbers, trying to connect it to say, good, you know, Alan Jackson yeah. has a WhatsApp account, so you can send him a message. Now it's already connected. Well, well that's really the key is with what, with WhatsApp, you have to have some form of commu- uh, uh, contact information for the person you're trying to you're trying to reach, phone number or email address, or be able to search for their name in a WhatsApp uh, listing to find them. Uh, the difference between that and Facebook Messenger, yeah, like you said, Facebook Messenger, you're already connected with people as friends. They're already in your friends' network. All you have to do is once you see somebody that you want to send a message to, you just select them and send a message. 
Now, in the end, it's all the same idea. It's the same thing right. that you still are connecting to somebody you know. Uh, and and I think there's going to be a blending of the two. If I had to take my guess, I think Facebook is going to do even more to blend these two services together. Yeah. Or yeah. WhatsApp, you know, maybe your messaging app in the future that they really built right into Facebook and make it universal. But for the time being, we have Facebook Messenger uh, to allow you to do those messages and communications within the Facebook platform. Uh, just understand that they are their own set of messages. Yep. They don't interact with your iMessages. They don't interact with SMS or MMS messages or so forth. Now, they will interact a little bit with WhatsApp only because Facebook owns both of them. Yep. I think there's going to be some yep. synergy between them. But otherwise, you're still keeping up with multiple messaging accounts in some cases. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what, there's a lot of these, Alan, right? WeChat, right, is another one. International base, I think, really out of China is where it, it gets most of its use uh, – Signal, Telegram, Viber, I think all of these, all of these are different forms of communication apps. They're all network based. I mean, they're all uh, database. So they're all sending information with a, with a, uh, a data connection. Um, I think the, the most important thing is to kind of recognize what each one does and does well, because they all have their own selling points. Um, I think it's also important to realize that if, you're doing one of these particular uh, apps, the other person has to have that app as well. And I think right. that's the yeah. most important piece. You can't just say, you know what, I'm going to start using you know, WeChat instead of messages. Well, the people you talk to or communicate with, <laughs> you have to assure they still have, they have it as well. And it's a completely right. different app. So, uh, so I'd say these, these are, these are good things for people that have a, group of friends or a group of communi- uh, people they communicate with that are all on that same thing. It's like, hey, let's keep mm-hmm. all of our chats in the same place, right? Maybe I have, uh, you know, a, a tennis league that I work with and all of all of them happen to be using that because it's our easy way of sharing different files and all that sort of stuff. And we don't have to worry about cross-platform issues, but you have to make sure everybody is on that. So that's, a, that's kind of a, an important piece. So, yeah. so why don't we talk about maybe considerations as to which of these we ought to be using or why, Alan. Mm -hmm. And I think we've mentioned one of them, uh, which I think is probably a big one, cross-platform, right? Yeah. Are you going to to be interacting with someone with a different platform, meaning a mm -hmm. different kind of device, Mm -hmm. and do you expect them to have the exact same experience from that other device? Well, yeah. The second part of your question is the important part. Because, again, right now you can be on any phone, Android or an iPhone and you can chat message with somebody else regardless of their platform. Uh, It's pretty universal. The difference becomes, do you want to have the exact same experience where like, again, if I wanted to send the exploding confetti where my other person will see it, if you do, um, you need to be looking at a a different app because the built in apps, the iMessage app on the phone or the messages app on your Android are going to, you know, and on the Android, it's going to be using SMS, MMS. On the iPhone, it's going to be using iMessages. They're just not going to share that same experience with one another natively. So if you are intent on that, uh, you may need to look at how much influence you have to get everybody to move to a standalone app that we're going to, another option, like you mentioned, the WhatsApp or the Facebook Messenger or some Mm -hmm. other ones, to have everybody on the same platform. Um, so yeah, cross-platform is an important thing. Now, 
Brian, you and I, you know, we, we have a family, we are brothers. We, uh, we have an extended family that all chat and there's a couple members of our family that are, that are not iPhone users. So, you know, the, the conversation kind of sometimes automatically gets defaulted down to SMS, MMS, simply because we got to make sure that they're in the conversation too. Right. And, um, and that's okay, but it still works. It's just, you don't get all the frills and some of the little niceties with it. Yeah. Well, and I will say that's, that can be an issue though. Um, it's one of the things I was going to mention later, but the idea of groups, groups can be tricky with this because I'm just, I actually, as we're talking here, I'm pulling up one of my group chats that I have a text stream, um, with some people. Um, and I see that all my messages are green. Okay. Well, that means that I'm sending it to, I'm sending it to some non iPhone people. But what's interesting about it, Alan, I'm looking at this because I know we've been on this before where when we send that message and everybody in the family starts to do, you know, the thumbs up or the heart or whatever to a particular message. And we see them all coming back as text, right? So-and-so liked this comment Mm -hmm. instead of actually seeing the thumbs up. And that's because it's, you know, coming from, uh, or that someone's in that text stream, that's a green bubble person. Right. But I'm also looking at this one here and, and I do see things like images coming through from other people. I do see an image of a thumbs up, but it's not the thumbs up on a bubble saying a thumbs up on a particular mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, you can get confused sometimes as to when I'm doing a group, what can I do and what can I not do here? And how's it going to show up to everybody else? Right. Right. If you're an iPhone user and you use iMessages and someone say there's a string of messages that come in from several people within a group. If Alan chimes in and says something, I could then click on his bubble of what he wrote, click and hold it, gives me an opportunity to really quickly do a thumbs up and say, I, you know, I appreciate that comment. Yeah. If you're on one of these other phones, you won't be able to do that or that's not coming through. It's it's basically you sure. can say thumbs up or you can send them the image of a thumbs up, but you're not going to be clearly communicating the way that you may have gotten uh, used to communicating yeah. with someone else. So so keep that in mind. Groups groups do default. They default to uh, the SMS SM, or MMS uh, when one person uh, is at yeah. that level. Um, and also, I think there's some limits in terms of uh, one thing I can't remember, Alan, do you know if uh, SMS is still limited to the, was it 39 characters or something like that, that the original one was? Do you know if that's um, still the case? Again, I don't think that's the case as long as you have data okay. connection. It's okay. still MMS will let you go text long as long as you want okay, to. So MMS then overrides the SMS and allows Correct. you to go with some more information as long as data is there. That's right. Yeah. As long as there's data. And again, yeah. I, I know that the, the chances of people being somewhere where you have a phone signal, but no data is pretty slim these days. But there are those situations that could still come up again, where you've got just enough phone signal and you can place a phone call because it's able to hit a phone network. But there's absolutely no data attached to your phone at that time. Yep. And so therefore, it will not send messages that are not less than the 30 some characters and text only for SMS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think the cross platform link you mentioned, I think, you know, groups, you also mentioned the consideration of thinking about with that. Um, 
I think, you know, security is important mm-hmm. to consider with any platform you use for text messaging. Again, you know, the iMessaging is Apple's uh, SMS, MMS. It, it, it's going to be a lot more based on whatever phone or device you're actually using to send the message, whether it does any kind of encryption whatsoever or any of these other text messaging services we're talking about. You just need to be mindful and pay attention to what their security protocol is, how much encryption is going on in your messages, yep. especially if you are sending things of a sensitive nature at all. Yep. I know on the iMessage side, we mentioned it's end-to-end encryption. That's one thing they really built up when they set up this protocol. Uh, SMS and S, um, MMS are a lot more open and broad, and there's not really a governing agency kind of managing security top to bottom on it. So that's just one thing to be mindful of. You move to a WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or some of these, and you're kind of relying on the security measures of those right. those companies right. as well. So, yep. Um, yep. And some of those, some of that, that's there. Of. That's what they promote, right? They'll say this yeah. is a secure. I've even seen some of them where the whole purpose of using that kind of app is the the app, the messages themselves self destruct. So it's kind of like you know the the Snapchat used to be or it is, I guess, right? Is that I'm going to send this. And there's really going to be no record of it eventually. So I want someone to see it, but then I don't want any records yeah. kept. So there's really secure versions that are out there. Um, I would, you know, ask yourself the question, do you really want some of the extra features like emojis, quick responses, um, some of those <laughs> no. things? Okay. So if, you, so if you don't, like Alan, you're going to have a lot of options, right? You're going to have a lot of ways and you can go about doing that. Um, and then but I will say, I will say there, there are, I mean, I, I joke, but... Yes, having quick responses and having more animated responses is another form of communication. Sometimes it can be pretty effective. So yep. I, I, I don't mean to discount it. There's actually some value there, I do believe. But um, it is important to know that if you are someone who would like to use a lot more emojis and uh, quick responses and little uh, reaction buttons very quickly and easily, you may want to consider what platform you're on for your messages to make sure others can see yep. what you, you want to share with them. Yep, yep. And, you know, if you're someone that's like me now that has a, I have a watch that's giving me a lot of my notifications and I'll read my text that way rather than having to pull my phone out and do anything with it to actually be able to have a quick thumbs up that, yes, I saw this or, you know, okay, something that's a quick response. That's some of the beauties of uh, being able to, to, to get these quick responses out. Um, I mean, I think, Alan, one, one thing I want to mention that even I have had, and I feel pretty confident with some of the cross-platform sorts of things that are uh, with messages, but using messages on your computer, mm-hmm. I'm someone that has had my computer an awful lot of uh, the day, and I much prefer to type than I do use my fingers on my phone. Um, oh, yeah. So if I've got to send something to you that's more than five words, I'd much rather type it than I would, you know, uh, send it with uh, uh, on the phone uh, finger tapping. So to have that happen, there is some connections that you need to be aware of. So if you are a iPhone user that has a Mac as well, and on your Mac, it has a messages app that will Mm -hmm. supposedly is uh, going to replicate what you're seeing on your uh, on your phone. But there has been some issues with this, and I've had to... Reset mine a couple of times that, and if you're someone that does have an issue with it, where maybe you try to send something from your computer and it comes back with a little red eye that says not delivered or error, 
Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that means you're sending it to someone that's a green bubble person and you're trying to send it through a computer that does not have a cell phone connection, right? It has a network connection only and it doesn't, it isn't capable of doing that. There is a workaround. You have to go on your phone and you have to tell your phone, share all of my messages with these devices. And you basically tell it, these are the other devices that are connected via my uh, my iCloud account, so you know it's me. And yes, please, if you get a text message from a green message, a green bubble, go ahead and send that over so that I can communicate with them as well. So then it works seamless. But um, I, I've had people, you know, someone in our family has done this recently. Actually, it's like, hey, I I never got that message, or I tend only to get messages from you or you. I don't get any of the group messages on my computer, and that's because they're not able to get the ones that have the green bubble and they haven't set that connection up uh, to make that happen. So, yeah, you're, you're right. And it does get a little more involved. I think at that yeah. point when you're trying to get these messages to show up on your computer as well, you know, Apple on the Mac OS has a, I message app. They call it messages. Although the, it's interesting. The preference window still says I message, but messages app which is meant to be your desktop version of yep. your of your chat app and again if you're doing iMessaging with another iPhone user or another Mac user everything works yep. it's great but like you said it, it, it if you're finding out that it's not showing SMS green bubble conversations you know there are settings to be able to tell it that you want it to pass those conversations yep. on yeah and use them. And also Apple does the thing where they say it's enabling messages in the iCloud, meaning you can say that every message I'm typing, I want it to also be synced up in iCloud. So it automatically shows up on all my other devices as well. And I, everything stays in nice sync with that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, just a few, there are a few extra little steps to follow if you're going to use your computer alongside your phone as a synchronized way of, of reading and viewing and sending messages. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and you remember our goal of this podcast, and we have to keep reminding ourselves this, is to to give people enough ammunition to at least understand what's happening, understand what might be useful, understand what might uh, not be as useful. So I think the real big takeaway here is the green and the, the blue are telling you something. So if you have an issue and you find out, do some do some testing yourself to say, oh, well, interesting. This only is an issue when I have a green bubble pop up or this was only an issue when I happened to be out uh, in the country and didn't have good data. This went through this way. Now, you know why. Right. SMS, yeah. it's a more foundational level, uh, allows you to send those things without the data. iMessage allows you to do a lot more, but it requires the data. And your computer yeah. is going to require your phone in order to be able to do anything with the green message because it requires cell, but it can do everything else just with a Wi-Fi. So you kind of understand like how it's being, uh, how it's working that you can maybe do some troubleshooting on your own. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. And the other thing I'll mention just as a little quick side note, kind of an FYI for people too. The one thing I've noticed, I've had to do a lot of troubleshooting with people on their phones before, especially people who have, uh, a smaller hard drives or smaller storage space on their phones. Um, these messages, when you're sending messages back and forth to people and you're attaching photos and especially videos back and forth to people, it is keeping copies of all of those messages and all the files, the videos and the photos you, you attach to it inside your phone in storage which means that you know you may have that same video in your 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 photo album 
And you've also sent it as a text message, which means it's in there twice. It's taking up double the room. I have had a lot of people who have, you know, some of the smaller phones that have a smaller storage on them and they're getting their mess. Their, their phones are getting filled up. And when we go and do some exploring, the messages is where most of their space is being used. Because unless you go back and delete those messages, uh, to delete those conversations, those files are are being duplicated and saved in your phone uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah. just keep that in mind. If you're someone who sends a lot of videos, which I mean, nothing wrong with that. That's great. But it does take up a lot more space it's going to use to store those on your phone in, in the messages app. The only way to get rid of them is you go and find those conversations that you were having with people, delete the conversation that will delete the videos or photos that were in that conversation as well. So, right. Um, so just you, you just made, you just remind me of something. So you gave one really good warning. Remember the space. The other warning is remember your data. So if you are someone oh, yeah, that yeah. if you're someone that has a limited data plan, which you are, if you are, my first comment is, try to find unlimited data at some point because everything relies on data. And I'm a big fan of getting unlimited data, even if it costs you a little more, because it'll just keep you from being, you know, stressed out about certain things. But all iMessages are taking data. Even if they're just the little text that goes through with the blue bubble, that's data. So if you're worried about data and you have a limited data plan, maybe go turn iMessages off and just use your phone as a green bubble green bubble out yep. right because it's not going to take any data the, the images will the images will but again if you don't have the data the images won't go through so you know that's kind of right. way of protecting yourself a little bit and you can turn off mms too to alan right well i could yeah, turn off I, say- I i could turn off iMessage and mms and the only thing that will go out will be text through cell and not yep. through data yeah, basically by default so in your iMessages your messages settings on your phone you can basically say that I want to, um, I can turn off iMessaging first yep. off, yep. Yep, just turn it all off. Or, and I can say send as SMS if iMessage is unavailable, but MMS messaging is a toggle on or off. And if I turn that off and then I'm somewhere where I don't have iMessaging or if I've turned off iMessaging, then everything will just be plain old SMS, Thanks. no data restrictions. Yep. No, no images can be sent. No videos can be sent. Yeah, yep. there you go. So those are options you have. You can get cool. pretty granular with how you want to send your data. Yeah. Um, so those are some messaging options you've got and some things to keep in mind with that. I mean, you know, I will say that, you know, over the years, the, these systems have played a little nicer with each other. I think we found that there'd be fewer problems sending messages between platforms yep. and with these systems communicate with each other, but it's still not perfect. And there are some trade-offs that you have to keep in mind. Um, I'm not advocating that you go out and say, all right, well, let's, I'm going to start using WhatsApp and I'm just going to kind of do all my conversations there because that may not be where everybody you talk to is. Um, yeah, Facebook Messenger is great. If everybody you ever want to talk to is on Facebook and that's the only, and they're happy talking on Facebook as well. But, you know, the built in apps, the messages on both Android and iPhone will allow you to have those conversations with one another. It's just if you are fine using those stock apps, just keep in mind the differences between the different programs that we were talking about, the SMS and the iMessage protocols. But um, yep. overall, that's great. Well, Brian, I, I, I may try to text a little bit more because of this conversation. I feel more comfortable with it. Well, just respond. Maybe I'll use it Just respond. 
That's all I ask, right? You know, maybe come See, up come up with your own little uh, reaction response that's like maybe, I don't know, create one that's like a middle finger or something that says, I see it. I don't want to talk to you. And I'm totally good with that, right? It's the- You mean like this? You mean like this I'm showing you right now? So yeah. That, is that, thank is that, you. Okay. Yeah, that would be that's great. Totally if you could get that yeah. message to come through, you know, just put it on your watch so it's a one one tap, right? Perfect. Just to know that. that you got it and you are not- uh, purposely trying to ignore me. It's just, you don't have time. Well, okay. All joking aside. I mean, part of my problem with messaging in general, part of my problem with messaging is, you know, I'm, I'm still searching for the Holy grail of knowing that I can go to one place, one app to view all dialogue and conversations I'm having going on. I, I, I have, and this is all in all seriousness, you know, somebody will send me a message in Facebook messenger I won't see it possibly for days. I mean, because I just don't, that's not where I'm spending my time. That is not where I'm focusing my energy, but I do want to make sure I'm responding to those. Uh, I've got one or two people that have to send me stuff through WhatsApp for various reasons. So I have to keep that installed on my phone. I have to keep my notifications handy in case they send something through there and most everything else. And I've got Slack for work stuff. And there's all these different ways. I don't know if there's a great tool and maybe this will be a future conversation. Maybe if I find one, I'll make it a bits uh, suggestion for us in the future where I can pull various uh, messaging services together into one place and have that be my one portal for sending and receiving all messages going forward. Hmm. That would be ideal. Um, that's partly, partly why I don't respond as well in different places and partly because some, I just don't feel like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it, but thanks. Thanks okay. for trying to, to I'm just provide trying, to, just trying to rationalize it a little bit. All right. Well, this Brian, was good. This was good. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Brian, if anybody wants to chat about messaging, uh, has questions, <laughs> wants to follow up a little bit more, uh, they can, I feel weird saying that they can't send us a message because otherwise we'd have to you know give out our numbers and, uh, yeah, email addresses and all that. Well, so. let's be honest. If they send you a message, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't I will not get it anyway. So. Well, I will get it. Yeah. I will not respond to it. Yeah. So um, we're going to say, you know, send us an email. Use our archaic uh, messaging yeah. opportunity here. Of send us an email at info at the mesh TV, info at the mesh TV, and uh, maybe let us know where we either got it wrong or you have something to add regarding uh, messaging. Um, or if you have another app that you'd like us to, uh, to review and tell us about future episodes you'd like us to, uh, to get into. So, uh, that's info at the mesh.tv. All right. That will wrap it up for today. Uh, join us next time. We talk about another technology topic again, uh, talking family tech, home tech, things to help you in your personal life from a technology standpoint, Brian Jackson, Alan Jackson with brothers in tech. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.